0: What's up, guys? Landon here with the Learn Lead Podcast. Have a great episode for you today. Lisa Foley, CMO of Marketplace Superheroes. I'll let you get right into it. Stay tuned after the episode to listen to Tony and I chat and bring you up to speed on our lives.
1: All right, we have here Lisa Foley, the CMO of Marketplace Superheroes, a company that helps others find high-profit products to sell on Amazon. Really excited for this one. I know we have a time difference here. Our second guest from the UK following Nick Bradley, which was an awesome one. Lisa, how are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. Yes, it's, uh, it's later on in the day here. So I'm 6 p.m. coming to you after a wonderful day in the office. So uh, it's great to be here.
1: Awesome. Speaking about a wonderful day in the office, what does a day in the office look like for you?
2: Yeah, great question. And I I think I walked myself into that one nicely. So uh, yeah, a day in the office for me looks like a lot of checking in with team, making sure things are running smoothly. Uh, We have a lot of promotions and launches that go out on a regular basis. And I'm sort of responsible for looking after all of that, as well as lots of other things, as you can imagine. So I'm really checking in with team, making sure things are happening, Um, clearing up any confusion and then usually a lot of my time is spent on you know coming up with new ideas for things that we can implement at Marketplace Superheroes, um, different promotions and offers we can create for our audience Um, and of course then a lot of boring things like emails and the stuff we all love.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and have you been with the company since its inception?
2: So I have been with the company since uh, December of 2016. The company started in 20 mid-2014, but really got off the ground in 2015. So I suppose I'm there I'm pretty early on in the conception of the company. Um, and I suppose just to give a bit of backstory on how I wound up here, Um, My brother is actually the CEO of the company, so everyone accuses us of nepotism, but I swear I'm good at my job. So basically, I was in a trampoline park. I was studying psychology at university. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, You know, everything was low paid, and I was going to have to do a PhD to basically get anywhere with my psychology career. So um, the opportunity came up to work with Marketplace Superheroes, and the guys just needed someone to do part-time support at the time. And from there, really, I started into that. And I started recognizing a need for um, more of a team effort, more systems, processes, things like that, that we didn't really have. We were very much like, we used to joke about how things would be written on the back of like a, a chocolate bar wrapper or something, you know, it was just no organization. And that was really what I wanted to bring to the company initially. And from there then I just kind of wound up here in in the marketing uh, of, of everything and a lot of joint ventures and partnerships and things like that too. So it's been a long way from trampoline park, I'll tell you that.
0: Right, and and you guys are helping people f- create a income stream and, and and create high levels of profit through using the channel of Amazon, correct?
2: Yeah, exactly. So we basically teach people how to build like a five to seven figure income stream and um it can be that or it can be just a part-time side hustle it's really whatever you want to make of it and within that then you know a lot of our clients are people who wanted to escape the rat race they're people who were in corporate and they're just looking for an investment vehicle that's relatively passive so that's that's a lot of what we do. We have, um, you know, an online education program, we have coaching programs, and we've also built our own freight company now. I don't know if you guys know anything about shipping products, but it's a nightmare. Mm. So <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we built our own freight company to basically solve that problem for our members. So um, that's what we do. We also, I suppose the main difference between us and a lot of other people in this space is... Number one, you know, we walk the walk in that we built a freight company that can only succeed if our members are shipping. And then also, we ship. You know, we recommend selling globally, so not just in you know the US or the UK. We ship and sell in multiple markets in Europe. Uh, we now do it in Australia and Canada and all of that as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's the overarching view of, of what we teach at Marketplace Superheroes.
0: Cool, cool. So dive a little deeper into that. How does Amazon selling work, if I want to build some type of income stream and some type of business, and I want to ditch that nine to five, right? And I want to hop into the gig economy full blown 100%. What does that look like from the standpoint of coming in the door versus, you know, not just surviving, but thriving?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, really for us, it's the first protocol is that having the education, there's so much like content out there on all of this, but, you know, without a really good framework, and it's like anything, you know, my role in the company is more, you know, the leadership of team and all of that, but it's the same application in this, right? You need a framework that works. And that's what we encourage people to do. Don't Frankenstein. This is <laughs> something we always say because people combine methodologies and all of that. So, you get that education and and really we have a quite a unique research process. And that involves looking for products that are not super trendy. Like, you know, when the fidget spinner craze was around or like whatever mobile phone covers is in, you know, on trend at that time, it's more looking at things that will consistently sell for a number of years. Right. Not just like six months and then it's gone Um, and things that are not super Uh, competitive as well so we're kind of like we fly under the radar we don't do the whole like um you know build a website build a social media around what you're doing it's more like you you really focus on that research phase which is where a lot of um, members of our program spend a lot of their time in the beginning and then from there really it's linking in with suppliers you're getting quotes back um checking if the product is feasible and we you know we do all of that with china so Then you're linking up with our freight company. You are shipping in units to one of our hubs, which we have in the US, UK, Canada and Australia. And then you ship as you need to then into Amazon. So we use Amazon FBA, where Amazon basically does most of the heavy lifting for you. Um, So you don't have to, you know, package your own products in your house and ship them in or anything. It's all taken care of by both us and then Amazon themselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of people at different income levels with this. So depending on how much capital people have to invest, you know, we usually say it's about, between $1,500 and 3000 to get a product up and running and, and all of the bits you're going to need to ship it. So it's not, you know, a get rich quick thing, you need to have some capital there to invest in it and to really um, get the most out of it. And yeah, I mean, it, conversely to most of our team, just interestingly enough, I'm one of the only team members <laughs> that I don't actually actively sell on Amazon. And uh, the rest of our team is comprised, honestly, pretty much of everyone who came from our community originally. Uh, we have now hired as coaches, as even our customer support—they're all Amazon sellers, which means that you know our members feel really understood. Like I said, I was too busy in the trampoline park uh, to be to be selling on Amazon, right? So for mm-hmm. me, the marketing thing is and um, the team stuff is where I really I love all of that, and and this is just a way that we get to. You know, for me, I get to share what we do with more and more people through all of that. So it's exciting, and you know, we have over eight thousand members now. So it's really grown from absolutely nothing in 2014, 2015 to all those those people going through. You know, the freight company. We have uh, a whole software team now, and it's really, really flying. So it's an exciting time, you know.
1: You know, that was actually one of my questions: was Do you have a store yourself? Because that would be Mm -hmm. one of my objections if I was to um, look into su- starting a store and using a company like yours would be, you know, why wouldn't you guys do it yourselves if yeah. this was so effective? <laughs> and, you know, clearly you guys are. So that, that's also really cool.
2: Well, it, you know, um, and it's a question that we hear a lot, right? It's a, it's a, a big objection that people have. They're like, well, why don't you just sell all the products on Amazon rather than selling a program? that you know teaches me how to do that right so there's a couple of reasons why i mean the first thing is we couldn't possibly sell all the items that can be sold right it would just be i mean we could but we'd need to have quite a lot of capital there to do that and a lot of time on our hands but we're not interested in that you know the guys started out with their own amazon businesses they got to seven eight figures with that over the years and then you know they just thought like well we might as well you know give back now and also help other people achieve this goal. Because realistically, you know, there's people in our community who, you know, our coaches with us now I'll just uses one specific example, a coach we have, you know, who started out with a coffee shop and a lot of overheads, you know, trying to keep all that running, a lot of stress, and then started their own Amazon business you know she built that up quite a successful level and now does coaching with us as well helps new members right helps them to achieve the same thing so one thing that's important to us is like that we have we get a lot of proof together of like people from our community who've done really well that we can share because I know you know like with any business model you're looking at that going well why do these guys not just do it themselves or like why do they you know, Mm. do this, that and the other. And so we understand Mm -hmm. all that. And the other big thing for us now is, you know, our freight company like would not, we're on track for 2021 to ship 8 million items. That's up from 2 million last year. So that's a huge jump, right? And the only reason that that freight company survives is if our members are shipping. So if they're having success, we have success on the freight side. And that's kind of the I guess the irrefutable proof of like, if, you know, this is working because people are shipping products, people are making money and therefore we're able to grow a freight business on the other side of that. So it's a lovely win-win. And, you know, that transparency is really important to us. I think there's a lot of shady characters in this space. I think we're all aware of. And, you know, we don't want to be like that. We want to build a legitimate business that people can look at and say, you know, okay, these guys are just normal. We're not driving around in Lambos. You know, we actually have, T-shirts that we give out to some of our members that says "No Lambos" on it because we're, uh, you know, that's not who our audience is really. They're they're generally people who are, um, you know, in their sort of mid thirties onwards. They have families. They're just interested in spending more time, you know, away from a job or away from being stuck doing something they don't want to do.
0: So there's without a question, there's money to be made in this space and a lot more of it. I think, I think all of us would agree we'd all love to get involved in this, at least Tony and I. And I know there's a ton of people I've spoken with just even in the last six months who want to get into this space, right? Whether it's... you know, I don't know if you would categorize yourself in e-commerce. That's kind of how I would categorize it to an extent. But how do, how do you go about picking a product? That, that's the biggest roadblock for me. How do you go about picking a product and what type of products do you see people get in and start doing? And, and what does that whole, that whole part look like?
2: Yeah. So like I said, you know, there's a lot of different methodologies out there. Some people will teach you to pick whatever is trending right now, whatever you can kind of piggyback off of. You can drive a lot of traffic via social media and Facebook ads and all of that. That's not what we do. As I said, it's a longer term strategy of finding these like, we call them like high profit, low competition items. So things like, you know, um, a, we had one example that was like a, a carboy carrier. So I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's for, you know, a, a, like a vat of cider or something that you're brewing that you can put in the back of your car, like keep it safe and all of that. We, these, these like random boring products is what we're after because there's consistent demand for them, but not so much that it's like super competitive. And also we want to avoid what we call like a confused marketplace. So a confused Marketplace will be like, if you Google, or if you go into Amazon, you search for spatula, you're going to get like so many different search results. You're going to find like different colors, different pack sizes, different like shapes. There's so much there that it makes it really, really hard for a customer to find your product within all these million other options, right? So we're trying to find things that there's not like, you know, thousands of listings for something similar and that we can improve on the offer. So that's the important part for us. We're looking for items that they are selling well. They're not, you know, as I said, super competitive, but maybe like the listing is terrible. So maybe like the product listing is just awful. Maybe the images of the product aren't very good. We're looking at all those different things and saying, you know what, we could create a better listing, a better title for this product that are photos and then we can also maybe add in like a pack size so we could do like a pack of two or a pack of three that just makes sense or a different variation so we're not like inventors we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're just trying to see what's out there Um, and we have obviously a very specific process for doing that inside the program, but we're really just trying to identify those, um, high profit, low competition items that there is demand for. And then we improve on the offer authority out there at the moment.
0: And so inventory and you're, you're, you're coming through inventory, you're coming through different types of distributors, I imagine. And what does that selection process look like? If I say, Hey, I want to go find, you know, uh, tube socks like i could go search that and find a million what's that process look like for 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 you
2: sure so we do um a lot of what we do is segueing, right so first of all your tube socks wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a good product for us right because there's so <laughs> right, right. much there's so, <laughs> so many, many variations right and just right. loads of other factors right we're trying to look for like things that aren't super inexpensive because we have to obviously factor in shipping and all of that so there's a number of factors and the weight of the product we don't want it to be like incredibly heavy because then it's going to be just a nightmare to ship and all of that right so we're looking through all that and then usually what happens in terms of the research you're not going to go in and just type in you know tube socks and it's going to be like yes this is a winner let's do it right we're going to segue so we're going to type in tube socks or whatever, like a better example might be like a spatula, right? We type in spatula, and then we're gonna see like related searches or like other products people were interested in. We can look through like even the, top 100 or you know all those lists and then usually we just segue off so we'll find like a related product is like you know um like a silicone mat for putting down like a hot plate or whatever and then we're going to click on that one or open it in a new tab we're going to have a look at that product and see does that meet our criteria and then if it doesn't you know we segue off again we keep going we have a full, you know, software suite like an ecosystem where you can input these products uh, details, and basically it'll tell you this is a terrible idea, don't do it, or you know what, actually, this you could be onto something. So once you identify, let's say you find that product that you put it through our our uh, ecosystem, and it says, yeah, this isn't this isn't bad actually. Why don't you you know take this on to the next step? Then from there, really, what you're doing is you're reaching out to get pricing back from suppliers. So again, we have a whole process for that. You're going on to Alibaba. You're finding um, seller, or sellers, manufacturers and suppliers who create that product. You reach out to them and you're getting that pricing back to see, is this feasible? You know, does this make sense? If I can sell this for $20 on Amazon and they're telling me, you know, it costs uh, $17 to produce it, but I have to now ship it and all of that, right? Like Then it doesn't make sense. So we get that back. We find out, is this a a winner? Um, And we also have, you know, even within Marketplace Superheroes, we brought in a validation service for products because we know that this is something that people really struggle with pulling the trigger on things. You know, they get so far and then they're like, oh, I don't know if this is the one. So, um, yeah, we have have that there. and, And usually once you get that pricing back, it's down to you negotiate with that supplier for a small, like, test order. You're bringing that in through Superhero Freight, usually, which is our freight company you put that into Amazon, see how it does. And then usually you get a pretty good idea at that point, like, whoa, I need to I need to reorder here because this is going really, really well. Um, or if it's not, typically it will still, you know, it will sell out over time. It just may not fly off the shelves and that's okay. But usually with us, I mean, the main thing that we, focus on is not just having a one product business we don't want anyone to just be like I sell spatulas nothing you know that that's my one thing because if that product ever does you know decline or plateau as we call it where it just kind of you know it just sort of stays at this steady level you want to have more products than that so you're going to have a number of products running at the same time um, that you're just keeping an eye on and and honestly once all that's set up it's really just you know you're checking in you're reordering whenever you need to and those little kind of maintenance bits but it's relatively passive at that point i think it's just in the beginning we do put a lot of emphasis on research there are a lot of tools out there that just say like you know we'll just give you our top 10 products to sell and you just pick one but from our perspective, the problem there is just that how many other people are, are hearing about those top 10 products. Right. And then all of a sudden everybody's selling them. So we try to make that research part, the real art of it, that you really go and you segue off, you dive deep into Amazon and you find those like hidden gem products.
1: Mm-hmm. And so what is the difference between this business model and, you know, creating a Shopify store and drop shipping
2: from there? Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's a, it's a different vehicle, right? And we're really something that's important to me is to not say that one is better than the other because honestly, it's whatever you enjoy or whatever really attracts you to this business. For some people, Amazon is not it, and you know, with Shopify and a lot of other um, platforms like that, it it is more around you know, building that sort of social media side up, driving traffic to that store, um, doing all of those things that our model does not do, right? So it's kind of, it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges really in a way because it's such a different methodology. So for me, again, like I just, I feel like if it's the, if you're into, you know, building a brand around what you're doing and having products related to that, then some of those roots can be, a better way to go for you, if that's what you, you know, let's say you, um, you have your own supplements or that you, you want to sell or whatever, like this style, our style of business is not going to be for you because, you know, number one, it's not the kind of product we would recommend right through this methodology. And also you would need to drive traffic to that. You'd want to be building an email list. You'd want to be running ads and all of those and building an audience. Whereas for this, it's like, you know, the products that our clients sell are, are unrelated. You know, you could sell spatulas, but then you could also sell, terrible example, but like water ball. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, that you only sell one kind of thing and that's what you're known for. You have the freedom to kind of just sell, like I said, any any item that there is demand for, but it's not super competitive, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think I like this business model a little bit better because Amazon sells itself. You know, they're the ones that drive the traffic to Amazon.
2: Right. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. You know, you don't have to advertise. Like you, yes, you can run some like PPC, which is pay per click advertising, but it's very. I mean, you don't have to be like a Facebook ads guru or get any of that right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to build a list. You don't have to do any of. Those things um, that a lot of businesses do, and that's why it's a great model for anyone who's not super tech savvy. Like we have a lot of people that are in there, like you know, even in their sixties. We have some people in their seventies that do this, right? Because you don't need to be like a wizard on a computer to um to set this all up to create it. You know, we obviously have a lot of support there, but it's important to us that we that you know we we sort of retain that um simplicity. And not get like yep. get fancy with with building all this other stuff, right? That for us, you just you don't need. But again, it's like it's important to say that you know, with marketplace superheroes as a business, you know, we have a significant email list. We run email marketing promotions. We do all that other stuff. But just within this um, Amazon space, our methodology is is very different to that. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. And a question to piggyback off that is. What is the difference between those who make six figures in this model and those who make seven figures?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I would say, honestly, a lot of it comes down to what I said earlier about pulling the trigger. I'm not having this fear of losing it all. You know, we see people who they are putting down, let's say, like $1,000 um, on a test order, on an order for a product. And it's like, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to lose my home. I'm not going to be able to eat. You know, I'm going to and, and it's, you know, it's really not like that for them. They could have a really good job and they're in a very comfortable position. But it's that like fearful and and, and sort of, um yeah, just like a fearful mindset of like everything is going to mm-hmm. fall apart if this doesn't work. Those people typically take a really long time to pick their first product even. And then they're very slow to like actually move through the process and get rocking because they're just afraid at every step, you know? So we do a lot to counteract that. But I would say the people who do really, really well, they follow the system. They don't Frankenstein it. They literally do everything step by step in order if we say you want to be launching two products at the same time they do that they don't go well i just want to sell my home market first of all you know we're saying launch globally they launch globally and they really stick to that and then i think the other big piece is that fear like they they know like look if the worst case scenario here is that this doesn't sell out straight away it's probably going to make sales over time and eventually I will get my initial investment back, right? May not make a big profit on it if it's a complete dud of a product, but I'm definitely gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be on the streets, right? So it's a uh, that's a good a good point to make is that you're not playing with huge amounts of capital here. Um, it's it's quite a nice learning curve as well. I don't think you know many people's first products are not like the best product ever. But usually once people do that, they get over that fear of pulling the trigger. And then the next product is just infinitely better. And now they're not afraid anymore. So they go to the third product and the fourth product and they're really just, they get rocking at that point, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. And how, how long do these product cycles go for? Like how long are you giving a product until you figure out if it's a dud or not?
2: Yeah, it just depends. I mean, like on a number of things like the, the price point of that product and um, also then, you know, how many other competitors you do have and stuff like that. But usually like we give it we would give it a number of months to see how that gets on. If it's going well, then, you know, obviously you're reordering at that point. And we do have a lot of systems set up that people can figure out like okay it's you know the second month now I've sold this many units here's when I need to reorder like all of that kind of stuff and then usually Mm -hmm. you would just see you know after that period of time you know if you're not making at least kind of a sale a day or a couple of sales a day then you would start to identify okay maybe this is not the best product I could sell and usually what we say to people is like just let's just focus on the next one, right? Because people have this, we we call it a one product obsession where they're checking sales every two minutes. They're like, so focused on this one product, right? But usually like you were asking earlier about the people who do really well, those people don't check sales every two minutes. They're like, they're already on to the next one. They're building the business and they're just focused on, you know, what's next, what's next, instead of like, you know, obsessing over that, that one thing, you know?
1: hmm And logistically, is there anything different if one lives in America? I know you guys are based out of UK.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, you can do it from pretty much anywhere in the world. There's a couple of countries that Amazon does not allow you to sell from. Uh, so they have a list of those that you can check out. But uh, for the most part, you can do it from South Africa, Ireland, where uh, we are. You can do it from US, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Your company setup would be the only thing that's different. So for example, if you're in the UK, you'd likely have a UK limited company. If you're in the US, you probably have an LLC. Um, and then some other countries, it, it just depends, right? So that's that's one of the main factors that uh, can differ a little bit. But again, we talk about all that. It's usually not a big um, issue for, for most people. And then um, from there, the other thing I just see is, people have this real bias to sell only in their own market. And we always try to get people out of that. So like I live in, you know, Texas, I only want to sell in like .com. I don't want to sell in in.co.uk. I don't know anything about it. Right. But it all operates the same way. I mean, it's Amazon, right? So it's you have a common platform there. So like I said, we always focus on trying to get people to sell globally because you really multiply your business by doing that. You have multiple markets, um, and it's it's a really just a great thing for us. So the differences, um, honestly, a lot of the time are more mindset related of of where you come from. You want to sell there first, but uh, you can really you can get set up in in the U.S. and you can be selling in Germany, in Spain. It doesn't really matter.
0: So what is the what is the upfront cost to have access to to you guys? And then what does the ongoing cost typically look like?
2: Yeah, so upfront cost for us um, is our Ignite program is really the best place to start for someone interested in learning all of this. So that program is 997 US dollars and it honestly covers the entire A to Z of this business. So all the stuff we've covered here where you might be listening and going, but I have so many questions, you know, that's all, it all belongs in there. It's like a a super long program of just packed full of great information. And obviously then you get a lot of support within that too. We run streams all the time talking about different elements of this business and, and helping our members out. And along with the software and all of that, so that's kind of the to work with us. I would say that's like the best first step. And then within that, like I said, you know, you want to have per product. Really, you're looking at between fifteen hundred and three thousand dollars to really get that up and running and and get it rocking. You also have some small things like whenever you're selling, you have your Amazon Seller Central fee, which is really minimal. So um, it's it's mostly that fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars is about right for. Um, per product you're selling. And then the other costs are just they are pretty uh, minimal. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think the... I don't know if you know this number like straight <laughs> up to a T, but what do you think the, the ratio of failure to success is it, it, from what you've seen of people that dive into this? I, I imagine it has a lot to do with how all in on this are you? Are you more focused on what the sales look like this week or are you more focused on the process? I imagine all of those variables play into it, but do you have any... Any way to gauge kind of the ratio of failure to success?
2: Yeah, I know our CFO would be able to give you a really great answer to that. Unfortunately, <laughs> right, unfortunately, right, right. you've got me on the call, right? But uh, I couldn't give you an exact percentage. But I will say that, you know, it, it's exactly what you're saying. You know, it's for people who, unlike any online business, you know, we get people who purchase our program and they never log in right like and and they're kind of unfair to almost count in the statistic because they haven't even started so it's impossible to to kind of comment on right but yeah absolutely. for people for people who finish the program and they actually actively do this um the only thing i can measure this on is our uh, case stories and our um success stories that come through And you know, we we filled an entire book of them now. We have like this downloadable PDF that we sometimes give out just to show people like these are all members of this community. They're all doing that. And I suppose a good figure to look at is that like we're on trend for those eight million items and they are all like our freight company is not open to outside of our community. We don't allow anyone outside to use that yet. Honestly, because of capacity, we're so (laughs) we're growing so quickly that we can't open it up to the masses or we would just explode. Right. So um, that's, that's another good figure to look at, but as for a percentage, you know, it is, it is hard to say, because like I said, you know, there's people who don't even log in and those people are, it just makes me sad, you know, that those people get so close um, to investing in themselves, to really doing something, starting a business, and then they just kind of fall away, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is some really good stuff. And before we, You know, give away all the information. I want to make sure that if people want more information, they got to come to Marketplace Superheroes for it. So, you know, usually this is about the time that we do kind of wrap up. Is there anything, Lisa, that you wanted to leave our guests with?
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's really just one thing that's been really apparent during this pandemic, especially. I know we're uh, thankfully seem to be coming out the other side now, is just so many people are reliant on one income stream. And that's just something that has struck us. You know, our company has grown hugely in the last year and I think the reason for that is people are realizing wow uh, if my job is gone tomorrow I'm in big trouble, you know? So this is a great way to add another revenue stream to your life. And like I said, it can be, you know, just if you want an extra thousand bucks a month or a little bit more to do something nice with your family, or it can be if you want to replace your full-time income. So that's just something I think is important to consider based on all that we've been through the last little while is, you know, whether it's this business or another one, I just think, you know, some sort of side hustle or, diversifying your income is really, really important, you know, and even for us, we have other companies starting up, uh, you know, we have a new company now called Grow My Reach, where we're helping existing business owners to grow and scale using promotional systems that that we use. So we're always doing things as well and innovating because that's just, you know, it's exciting and it keeps it fresh, but also that diversification is really, really important. So um, yeah, that would probably be my tip.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And how can we go about um, learning more about Marketplace Superheroes or connecting with you guys via social?
2: Yeah, sure. So the best place to go is to MarketplaceSuperheroes.com. Just make sure when you're spelling heroes, it's O-E-S. A lot of people spell it H-E-R-O-S. So Marketplace Superheroes.com. We also have a YouTube channel where we post videos twice weekly there that are really, really informative. If you're, uh, you know, coming off this episode with so many questions, you'll probably get a lot of answers on there. So if you just go to YouTube and search for Marketplace Superheroes, um, you'll find us there and that's really the best place to connect for Nick.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely thought provoked here to... Uh, looking into taking action on this. So I hope everyone listening to this is. And if you are looking to Marketplace Superheroes and Lisa, thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you so much for having me, guys.
1: Have a great day. Lisa Foley was awesome. I really enjoyed that one. It really inspired me to, you know, look more into the Amazon space. I hit up Mike Lopez right after to kind of talk about the you know pros and cons amazon versus google ads yada yada what were your thoughts of it in
0: general you're going to have people on all sides of the spectrum making money in this in this market and economy right now so it's cool to have someone come on and talk about another corner of the world uh, another e-commerce type type business um with a little bit of with a little bit of nuance that's driven behind amazon and leveraging that amazon brand right so
1: that was pretty cool yeah no i was it's, there's just so much going on within it, the the Amazon community, it's like, what you don't realize is that most of the shit that you're buying on Amazon is not from Amazon itself. You're buying it from somebody. And I'm really interested to see where their shipping company goes as well. You know, they have logistics as well.
0: In general, I mean, it's definitely... Before the conversation... I always thought that Amazon, like selling on Amazon, was kind of an overvalued um, situation, oversaturated situation to get into. But mm-hmm. uh, hearing hearing her talk about it and and just kind of talk about where they've been, where they're going, and what the type of stories, success stories people have had, uh, I, I think Amazon's going to always move and ebb and flow with what is in demand. And there's going to be new opportunities on the horizon as you know new products come out and. You know, new price points to beat. You know, right? Like, you know, an example: Apple is going to come out with some new gadget at some point, as just an example, right? So, are all the other technology companies are going to come out with some new gadget, and then there's going to be a lack of a better way to put it. There's going to be mm-hmm. knockoff brands that are out and ready to distribute, and people are going to have opportunities to get their hands on it. That's just one example, right? But if you if you consider that in every single possible industry, if you're talking about selling pencils or um, water bottles. Uh, scotch tape, whatever it is, there's going to be alternatives to that, and I think Amazon, uh, whether anyone likes that or not, likes how big they are or not. I think Amazon's on the forefront and going to continue to be on the forefront of
1: all of that that whole that whole spot. You know. So to follow up with a question there, in the next 100 years, do you see anybody beating Amazon?
0: I see. A, I what I start to see is, and this is no political agenda here like no bias i just start to see the government getting more and more involved in things and uh whether you're a fan or not a fan of that you can't deny that and i think that there's a lot of conversation on on you know monopolies and things that have always been kind of in conversation i think you're going to see uh, some handcuffs get put on some barriers and guardrails get put up around these companies that are getting really really big uh, as their olive branches continue to grow but 100 years from now who knows uh i just can't see I can't see a world, at least I can't see an America in the near future, hopefully. I hope it stops. But where you know one company just absolutely dominates everything and puts small businesses out, I hope that's not the case. Um, you never know. Yeah. Well, anyone
1: that does get too big, Amazon just buys out. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. You talk about America, though. They're in, in the United Kingdom. And up until 10 minutes ago, you know we were under the impression that the United Kingdom was was London. We got we got Scotland in there. They're they're in Scotland. Wales, well England. England.
0: but yeah. I know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Thinking. That was England. Um, London's the capital just a, of the United London's Kingdom.
0: London's just a city, right? Yeah. You know? It it London's- is the
1: capital of the United Kingdom, though. Right, right. Yeah. Um
0: I always thought I always thought the UK was just England. I didn't think it was other countries. No,
1: I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say England is England, and then the UK is the rest of that stuff. That's me being, being a right condescending douchebag. <laughs> What so what's is. good what's good other than that let's see
0: yeah the united kingdom made up of england scotland wales and northern ireland
1: oh we're still stuck right. on that
0: yeah i just wanted to make sure i, I never knew
1: never knew that so, <laughs> so c- catch me up to speed what's going on in your world i know we linked up last week we did a nice networking event with doctors lawyers that was a good time i had a really great time we made some al- awesome connections out of that one
0: yeah, it was awesome. So about a hundred doctors and hand, you know a handful of uh, lawyers there, attorneys. Um, nice open bar. Can't complain. Uh, it's it's just always cool to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and come out on the other side. You, know, you get a, at least for me going into into these social settings, you have hundred plus people there. You know, no, you we literally go in in there knowing absolutely nobody. No. And, and you come out on the other side with some cool connections and um, just another, as uh, our boy Goggins would say, another cookie in the cookie jar. So
1: That's it, man. And everyone kept asking me for a business card. I don't really do business cards. I just you know, exchange numbers. But I did buy that dot card, which is basically just one card. And you just scan it to somebody's phone. It puts up it as a QR code, you know, list your entire contact information, links to your podcast, Facebook, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. It's a pretty cool tool and again a good conversation starter.
0: Bro, like the thing is is business cards I feel like are just so out relative to Dude, they go in your pocket and they never come out. Like it's it's a really cool formality to just have one cuz it makes you feel legit and I have business cards but like I have never had somebody hit me up after giving them my card. You know what I mean? And I've given exactly. out business cards like, you know, in the in the short 3 or 4 years I've been in the professional space to any extent, I've probably given out at least two hundred, and yeah, never gotten called back from one of them. So I, I feel like the best the best form of it is kind of like what, what what we were what was kind of recommended to us through through a colleague was just have your just have your iPhone out if you have an iPhone make you make that contact card that's in your contacts app, and then just swap you know text for text purposes like just swap uh, contact info or get their card. It's like a digital card inside their contact. Uh, stuff, but that QR code card is sick, man. I mean, you just pull it out, someone pulls their phone out, swipes it, they have your number, you have them text you. I feel like text and call iPhone, iPhone to iPhone is probably the easiest way, not to mention 85% of people have iPhones. So,
1: and nobody wants to talk to you if you have green text messages either.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, <laughs> I just can't subscribe. You know, I'm always an open mind, but I just can't freaking subscribe to people that, that, that rock the, the droid stuff, man. I mean, I'm
1: sure there's some cool features, but I just, yeah I don't know well, I just, think about how good a job Apple has done by making like conditioning us to really dislike the green text message. It's just fucking green. that's all it is like it's green, and you just can't see if the person's typing or not. But that's not it just It, it just feel so uncomfortable. I know there's a lot of challenges, and they do it on purpose. They make the challenges on purpose so that you have a negative connotation towards Android.
0: I'm sure Android has some type of like Wi-Fi iMessage type thing, but when you have eighty percent plus, and that's a random statistic that I don't even know if it's true, it's probably more than eighty percent, but whatever. Um, but iMessage, you don't have to have cellular data. You don't have to be using cellular data. You could be you could you could turn cellular data off and just connect to wifi and text and FaceTime and call people. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's nothing really out, else out there that beats that. That's so, uh, that talks to everything like it does. It flows the way it does. Like I have my Mac, I can text people from my Mac, go right to my phone I have the same messages there. It's just, it's so seamless. So anyways, well, I'm done. I'm done they're... plugging. I'm done plugging one of these, uh, monopolies by the way. No, oh, the, yeah, one. the
1: fir- first company to a, a trillion dollar market cap. And obviously yeah. why, um, so are we going to Vegas? That can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're doing Vegas uh, at the end of July, probably. It seems like I don't know based on just what we just talked about. I you 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 had mentioned going for a little longer than I feel to go, but I'm definitely going to go out there with you. Um, you know, do some events. Um, one of our recent guests, Mike Lopez, is absolutely killed it out there. Um, so been been in touch with him and and had the opportunity to work with him a little bit, which has been awesome um, in general, just excited to get out there and see what they're up to. And, um, I've never been to Vegas, so be a good time.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. And if you are an entrepreneur or business owner or influencer, we are looking to connect with those people and bring value in that space. There is business opportunities. there. not going to dive any deeper into that, but it will be worth your time if you do reach out. And that that's, you know, that's the reason to go to Vegas and also have a good time. If you hear yeah. any sound in the background, it's. I currently have Megan, who just did all our rebranding of the podcast. Amazing job, by the way. She's painting a mural in my wall. It looks fantastic. The office is almost done, man. So close.
0: You got the, the dark navy blue background. And then uh, you have a. Am I going to. Can I spoil the picture? Like, at least the color of it. It's like baby blue. Yeah, it's going to be a baby blue
1: picture. It's going to be the, the Learn Lead light bulb. A bunch of consistency wins. It's going to be sick. It's going to be really cool. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm I, uh, pumped, the, man. the
0: lighting, the lighting right now is my favorite thing. You have like the legitimate like stage lighting. Uh what's the way what's the right way to call it? Studio, studio lights? Yeah, you have the studio lights right above you, which is pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah, so it's a, it's a light bar. I got to get better light bulbs to, you know, make it better. But once my background's all finished, I'm going to just start pumping out content like it's my job because kind of is my job. So two things we're doing a thing.
0: Two two things we're investing in outside of the the new studio update is some updated uh, AV equipment, some updated uh, software, you know, uh, cameras for uh, what's what's the term? Not LSR, XLR, uh, DSLR. Um, we're gonna yeah, you we're know gonna start shit. to yeah we're gonna start to implement more video, and and I'm I'm going down the rabbit hole of Adobe Premiere and, and learning how to do all the video editing and things like that. If it takes an extra 30 minutes on top of what I'm doing in the audio space for Apple and Spotify, then so be it. I just think that we're just leaving out a massive opportunity f- for more people to like catch little clips of our stuff. Um, there's some really good conversations that we have. If it's a 30-minute conversation, there might only be three minutes that we want to chop up and throw out there for the universe to see that might draw them in to listen to the whole episode. So The goal is just to continue to grow our impact. Like we always say, guys, please, please, please share this. This is or Organic. We're not trying to monetize this in some shady, weird, you know, backdoor way where we're, you know, shoving product and and different companies down your throat to buy and do ads and all that stuff. We're not trying to do it that way. We're really trying to be organic. So please, please share if you see value in this stuff.
1: Absolutely. That's the only price you have to pay. If you do see value, share the podcast. Boom. Good. Done so. That was good. That was solid. Good flow. Good length. Maybe a little bit longer than expected, but fine with me. It was probably only like...
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guest coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.